This is a HeadGum Podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got style. Los Angeles, 2016. I am H. Allen Scott, and this is a podcast where we have a friend over to watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Now, clearly, since you don't hear a woman's voice introducing this with me, I am flying solo today because our guest is only in town for a very short period of time, and I've been wanting to have him on the podcast, but it hasn't worked out because he doesn't live in Los Angeles, so I'm so glad that this worked out, and I just teased him because we're not going to introduce him yet. First off, we watched today, My Brother, My Father. It originally aired February 6th in 1988. Yeah, a long time ago. It's where Sophia's brother, Angelo, a priest, comes to visit, and she makes Dorothy and Stan pretend that they're still married. Shocking, shocking. Um, So my guest is hilarious. He's like... Just tons of fun, especially on Twitter. We 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 met in real life like a couple of years ago, um, but you guys know him obviously as it's season fifteen, right? Yeah, season fifteen winner of Big Brother, CBS's Big Brother. Guys, welcome Andy Harris. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course, it's such an honor to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. This is so much fun. Yeah. So, what's your history with the Golden Girls? Uh, okay, growing up, I was a huge. I mean, I watched it with my parents. Yeah. Um, and like to the point where when I was four, we got a dog, and my mom asked me what I wanted to name her, and I said Blanche. And my mom always <laughs> says that that's like one of the earliest thing, like signifiers where she was like, I might have a gay child. That's amazing. Um, and so I loved it as a kid. I would watch it with my parents, and my grandma actually liked it a lot. Yeah. And now I would say it's like it and The Simpsons are like my comfort TV. I feel like I'll watch yeah. an episode or two before bed, or you know. It's always before bed. Yeah. Actually, last night for me it was. I watched it before I went to bed on Hallmark. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that is exactly and right. And then I woke up at 5.30 for some reason today, and so I watched it this morning, because Hallmark repeats it in the morning ah, after okay. I Love Lucy. And little known fact, I believe it's Hallmark, if you go to the Hallmark website, because I found, like, some, I think it's Hallmark, it's one of the networks that airs it. Yeah. Uh, they'll have, like, the last five episodes on the website, and so you can, oh, like, if yeah. you've got your computer in bed or something, you can watch it I before I think TV bed. Land does that. TV Land is the one that does yeah, it, yes, that's exactly TV right. Land, because I've seen them before on TV Land. Yeah. You know, occasionally you can get like a sketch upload on like Daily Motion or something. Okay. Yeah, that's just a thing. Um, so this episode, actually, it's I, I, probably one of my favorites. It's a good which one. Which is weird because the last episode we watched, it was Grab That Dough. And Ugh. you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves that one. But Love that Have one. you seen it recently? No. Because you would be surprised at how poorly written the episode is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's, 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 it's not the smartest of episodes. Okay. They, Ooh, now I, like, want to go back and watch you it. You should, because it's, I, I remember loving it, but probably because of Grab That Dough and, like, yeah. the actions, and it's a different type of storyline, because they go somewhere, which yeah. they never do. Um, whereas with this one, they stay at the house the entire time, and they, it's so funny, 
like it's so well written this yeah. episode. So yeah. I mean, it was just a nice contrast between our last week's um, grab that dough. Uh, so what happens here is uh, Sophia's in the kitchen. We, we start off. We see Sophia. She's in the kitchen. She's making a lasagna. It's lasagna. Al forno. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's no like, idea. I think because she mentioned clams, so I assume yeah. maybe it's a clam situation. Yeah. A sixteen-hour lasagna. Sixteen hours. Yeah. Have you ever made anything that took sixteen hours? Uh, no. No. Definitely not. What's the longest thing you Oh, my God. Um... That isn't a slow cooker. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, uh... uh like, oh, my God. Um... I know. I don't know. A uh, roast beef? I've, I've stewed a roast beef for yeah, a while. I'm not a big cooker in general. Oh, I wish I was. I but, am. no, like... Yeah, something like that. I can't even think of anything yeah, right now. Yeah, like a roast beef situation. Yeah. Yeah, so she's cooking this for 16 hours. Meanwhile, Rose and Blanche walk in, and they just came from an audition for Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Which, I, if I remember right, there's the nuns, of course, and then there's the main woman. But that's all of the female parts the women, outside yeah. that are That, that are, women, are not children. That yeah. are not children, yeah. So, like, yeah. that must have been a really, like, slow audition. Because yeah. there's, like, two... Adult women parts in the whole play. Yeah, isn't there? Yes. I, don't quote me. It's been a while since I've seen the Sound of Music. I'll actually yeah. know. I watched the uh, when they did it on NBC. So oh yeah, did, that was probably the last time I saw it, which was still two years ago. Or so the, what did Carrie Underwood? She was the. It was all. It was all about Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else. Um. So Sophia's. So they come in. They they just auditioned for the part. Blanche didn't get the main part because five years past she's had the lead role because she was sleeping with the director but now they got that man has since left that theater company and now a gay director <laughs> so she's and she well, her line is a um whoever heard of a, a gay director <laughs> which <laughs> and I which mean, she yet again inspires one of dorothy's great reaction shots you know yes of course <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah like, dorothy dorothy this episode is it's actually one of the episodes where we really get to know dorothy's heart yeah it, well like i mean we'll get to it later i'm sure but it ends on yeah like, like yeah. a very poignant note yeah it's almost like a tv movie of the week yeah yeah for like divorce yeah very strange so sophia is doing this and and dorothy comes in and she knows she's on to something because sophia's not going to make a six hour dish for and also Dorothy's favorite dish for nothing and so now we see Stan comes over Sophia has since invited Stan over for mm-hmm. dinner so we know Sophia has got something up her sleeve yeah and so doesn't she always I mean I mean yeah she's always kind <laughs> of into something um so her her brother Angelo is coming to town and he had mentioned that he wants to congratulate Dorothy and Stan on their 40th wedding anniversary what he doesn't know is she never told him that they got divorced because it would be sacrilege as a, as a Catholic yeah. fam, which is funny to think about because both Dorothy and, or both B. Arthur and Estelle Getty were like big old Jews. Yeah. Like yeah. Jews. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's kind of a fun, a fun moment. Um, and, and Angelo is played by Bill Dana, who didn't know this. He was actually like a very successful comedian. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like oh. like artist, comedian, actor. Okay. He wrote for the Steve Allen show. He was on Ed Sullivan like really? 17 okay, wow. times. He, and now he's still living he's... and he's retired okay. and he's living in Nashville, Tennessee. Huh. Uh, two of my <laughs> friends moved to Nashville last year and they said that they love it. So, Nashville. Like, I have heard that it's just great. I've never been. You've never been to Nashville? No. Oh, you should Is that go. Weird? Yeah. yeah. No, I... I, I uh, I take that back. Yeah. Uh, during a road trip, I had dinner there one night, but I feel okay. like it didn't really count. What'd you have? Um, what did I have? Probably Which barbecue. Like a barbecue. Yeah, it was yeah. like a barbecue place. That would be good. weird if you were like, I went to Nashville and I had sushi. Yeah. I wonder what Nashville sushi's like. 
probably like good. I yeah. mean, is it, sushi? I don't like sushi. Oh, really? It I, it bores me. I'm into it. I really? like it. Yeah. I eat it and I'm like, yeah, this is finger food. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like I like it, but I also like, I, and this is probably sacrilegious for sushi people, like I lather it in uh, wasabi and soy sauce. Like oh. I cover it. Like I feel like yeah. every piece, but I, I, I agree, I feel like every piece kind of tastes the same if you eat it like that. Yeah. But like, I like it. So. I did that. I was at a sushi place with Elliot Glazer, who often co-hosts this and is a frequent guest on okay. the podcast. And um, last week, and with a friend of ours, he's not very into sushi, Elliot. Okay. And our friend is, and I was just like, I'll eat anything. But, which I will. I will put anything in my mouth to, like, say, well, that is a joke. <laughs> I will do whatever I need to do to eat the food that is in front of me. Okay. But I did get shade from the people when I was like, I want soy sauce on this. Yeah. And they were like, that's not what you're supposed to do. I know. I think it's, like, yeah, it's, like, un, un, or uncultured. Whatever. Yeah. That is my life, and I will yeah. live it, And it's weird, because I feel like I'm kind of, well, I'm not picky, but, yeah. like, I, uh... I, um, I don't eat a lot of red meat. Okay. Um, and then seafood, usually, if it's cooked weird, can gross me out. Like, I like raw, su- like, I like sushi better than I like cooked seafood. Interesting. Yeah. Or, like, oh. my, one of my, I would say maybe my top, in my top three least favorite foods is, like, chilled cocktail shrimp. Like, to get that away from me. Oh, yeah. Like, the kind they serve at parties when yeah. they're trying to be like, fancy, but really it's bought from Costco. Yeah, no, my aunt once uh, at Thanksgiving, um, like, cause, or no, I'm, I'm sorry, not at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, because there's usually, like, a pot roast and I don't really eat that. Yeah. Uh, so I walked in and there was at everyone's place like on the table was a, like a cocktail glass filled with cocktail sauce and then four jumbo shrimp, and I was like, oh my god! Like I would I would eat ten pot roasts before I would want to eat this. Yeah. And she was like, I did this for you, Andy, because I know that you don't eat pot roasts. And I was like, oh, I have to eat this shrimp. Like oh. literally, I must eat this shrimp now. And I did. And my mom, I feel like it was like she was like stifling laughter from across the table because she could tell like that, that I was you were in agony. wishing I was dead. Yeah. yeah. But like I did things, it. Do you ever, when you eat something that you don't like, do you, like, try to chew it as little as possible? Yeah. So that you just, like, oh, yeah. get it down as quickly as possible? Yeah. Well, and yeah. I feel like I have, like, irrational dislikes of food. Like, I hate crunchy peanut butter. Like, I want, I would oh, I don't like crunchy peanut be butter dead than eat a crunchy peanut butter sandwich. Like, yeah. give me creamy peanut butter all day. I yeah. like peanuts by themselves. Yeah. But, like, crunchy peanut butter, the texture freaks me out. Yeah, I used same. to live in constant fear when I was a child. Like, if I would be at a friend's house and my mom would make PB&Js, that it would be crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny fear. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's a moment. Well, Dorothy also had a fear. A fear of going through with this plan. Segway. There you go. See what I did there? You did. See what I did, guys? That's... I'm sad. We got a little Um, off topic. We did. But it's okay. I like off topic. I like having... Uh, Carrie's not here, so I can go in any direction I want. She's a very on topic person. Okay, okay. Um, But I'm not. Uh, So, Dorothy's angry. She doesn't want to do this. Yeah. She, she thinks it's a ridiculous plan. Stan's also angry. He doesn't want to do it too, but he'll do it for the 50 bucks. Like, yeah. he's that much of a schmuck. And um, so they, they have this back and forth, Dorothy and Sophia, and Dorothy's like, no, no. And then finally, the thing that cinches the deal for Dorothy is <laughs> Sophia says, I'll invite Stan over every night for dinner. And then she comes out and she's like, well, it's only for one day. <laughs> Which, like, like, I said to you when we were watching it, like... I'm sure it won't be every night. Yeah, like, that is an absurd claim. Yeah. That is absurd because, like, yeah. Stan has a life. Like, he works. <laughs> like, he has dates yeah. and shit. It's just, yeah. I don't know. So the next scene, um, uh, Blanche and Rose are in the living room uh, rehearsing for the play. They both got nun roles in the play. We don't see them in their nun outfit yet. 
Um, but we, uh, they're rehearsing for the nuns, and <laughs> Blanche, no, Rose, gets behind, and it's going to be Rose's line. So she, they set up for the scene to rehearse their lines, and then Rose yells, the Nazis are coming, the Nazis are coming, <laughs> and then Sophia, like, runs out of the room, screaming things like, get the gold, get the silver, go, yeah. go! Grab like, a gun and head to the basement! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but also, like, she's old. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so Rose does that. Dorothy comes in. It's raining outside. There's a hurricane coming. We don't know that yet, but it's very, very rainy and windy outside. And Dorothy comes in, no umbrella. She has, like, the jacket kind of pulled up near her head, but not over her head. And there is not one ounce of water on her. No, her hair is completely dry. Hair is dry, coat's dry, nothing is wet. So, I mean, I feel like they could have done a little wet. Yeah, I think Stan comes in a little bit later and has his umbrella, and I feel like I was looking at the umbrella, and the umbrella wasn't wet. Nothing was wet. Like, you could have dipped it in something. Like, yeah, it's like, come on, props department, literally, like, seriously, this is like a big, big, big television show, come on. Yeah, and also, like, the whole show revolves around this rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, let someone be wet. It is raining so bad that people cannot leave. (laughs) Yeah, like, no one Which is also ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, so Dorothy comes in from the rain, she's not wet at all, Stan arrives, and uh, Stan says his line is ridiculous, kind of patronizing, and also just a little creepy. He says, uh, hello, Mama Bear, Papa Bear is back in the cave. And then this, it sets Dorothy up for probably one of the most popular Golden Girls gifts circulating out there right now. There's there's one where Blanche sort of squirts herself off, and that one often yeah. is a thing. And there's another one where Rose and, and Sophia shake their boobies at the bowling alley. But this one is the one I see pretty regularly. So he says, hello, Mama Bear, Papa Bear is back in the cave. And she says... I could vomit just looking at you, which is just like <laughs> the perfect response. And her delivery is just A plus, it's as it a. always is. Everything's yeah. amazing. It's perfect. So Angelo arrives, and Dorothy's outfit, we, could we, we mentioned this. You mentioned the shoes. She's yeah. wearing beige boots. Yep. Yeah. With a, what looks like a yellow floral print. <laughs> neat like floor length gown yeah and 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 a very baggy button up purple right purplish yeah it's like a light it's i don't know what kind of purple it is it's a, it's a shade that i don't know i don't know colors yeah. but and uh and a really big brooch on her neck yeah. and she is just like i took down the curtains and put this on <laughs> like yeah. like like she took the curtains from the bathroom and then was like, oh, my beige boots will go well with this. Yeah. No, like, she looks just absurd, but in, like, the best way possible. Yeah, she looks like a, she looks like, like, American Apparel senior line. Yeah. You know? Although she always kind of does. Like, yeah. I feel like out of all of them, I think she's definitely the wackiest dresser, wouldn't you say? I totally would say. She, she definitely was ahead of her time. Yeah. In terms yeah. of that, yeah. Um, so... I don't know why I wrote this note down, but I find it funny. Asian babies, stewardesses. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when they're telling uh, Angelo that they uh, adopted Stu. Because uh, oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. So uh, Dorothy, they're going back and forth about lines, and um, and Dorothy makes a reference to Stan's affairs with stewardesses. With stewardesses yeah, and uh, and Sophia tries to save the situation, but she's like, "They adopted stewardesses." It's the most popular people to adopt after Asian babies, which is kind of true. Yeah, and Um, still like kind of relevant today. It is. I mean, you see everyone with like Chinese babies, and it's like there are babies in the U.S. too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, uh, Stan says Dorothy goes into the kitchen to speak with Sophia because Dorothy has had it. She is not like she can't do it anymore. She can't do it anymore. She's done with this, and so. Uh, Stan says, hurry back, Mama Bear. Papa Bear is lonely without you. And again, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. Dorothy 
has bionic strength. <laughs> yes. There are there yeah. are many episodes where she can where hurt grown men like yeah, with one just, hand. Yeah, with one grip. One yeah. hand. She just can Who's that who's that Avengers character that like has the strength? Oh god. Uh Thor? I think. Yeah, she's Thor. Okay. She's Thor yeah. of senior citizens. Okay. She's amazing. So she she takes uh Stan's hand and she crushes it basically. Um so then we they're in the kitchen and they're and Dorothy's just having this meltdown that she just cannot do it and and uh, Angelo comes in and he starts talking about how he has a weak heart how like he needs a shot of something in order yeah. to keep going like this is his medicine and then um, she, she I mean Dorothy's at a point where you know she's gonna relent pretty soon but it feels like because we talked about this during the podcast or during the show. That um, Angelo's doing a Godfather impersonation. Yes, it's like a weird. Yeah, it's odd. Like what is? And if you look closely in some of his things, you can see that the old lines have been painted on. So maybe yeah. he was younger. Yeah, because he's still alive. Yeah, so. he's still kicking in Nashville. Yeah, I was born when you told me that. Yeah, okay, yeah, Nashville. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's another one where you know. Dorothy says something about my feet have wings, uh, barf bag. Barf bag, yeah. yeah <laughs> Which, oh, and then she kisses her pinky. Kisses her pinky. Like, what is that? It's so, so weird. Oh, so in fact, it, it, we move from that scene to the end of dinner. They finish dinner, they're done, and um, Dorothy says, do you want any dessert or something? And then she says, my, my feet have wings, barf bag, and kisses her pinky, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Meanwhile, when they're in the kitchen, Rose and Blanche come in dressed in their nun costumes, and they tell us that there's a hurricane coming. And it is... This scene, there's a scene, they're all in the kitchen at this point, and Angelo and Stan and Sophia aren't yet, but they're all in the kitchen, and the the writing of this scene is so fucking yeah. good. It's really, really good. It's, it's like so, mile a minute. Yeah. It really is, and yeah. especially Blanche. Blanche, I think, really steals this scene. So they come in from the hurricane, and uh, Angelo comes in, and everyone's like frozen, because they don't know what to do, because yeah. here they are in nun outfits. Ridiculous nun outfits, yeah, too. Not um, normal absurd, nun outfits. outrageous nun outfits. And, yeah. and Angela's just looking at them, and then Rose starts it off and says, I'm Sister Rose, and Blanche says, I'm Sister Blanche. And um, she's she has underwear, because they came in, because they had to rush out of rehearsal, so they just picked up their clothes and ran home in their nun outfits. And and so in her hands is her lingerie, like her underwear. And Blanche says, she's so like, she's so she delivers this line so perfectly. She says, we're here... Collecting lingerie for needy, sexy people. <laughs> for needy, sexy people. What would you collect for needy, uh, sexy people? What would I collect for needy, sexy people? Yeah, if you had to. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I would probably collect lube. Yeah, I was. That's what I like. For, but like. Yeah, because I mean, you could never like lube is kind of expensive. Number lube one, lube is expensive, but and you can like, use coconut oil. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, when when you're when the pickings are slim, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I recently like purchased, and I don't know why, but like I just like had not purchased lube in a while, and I bought a bottle of it, and it was like seventeen dollars, and I was like very surprised. But did I like get ripped off? Dollars. Like, yeah. I mean, it depends on the lube you bought. Did you yeah. buy like numbing lube? I bought no, but it, it was like at the sex shop in Chicago. Which and, one? Uh, Tulip. Oh. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I had, like... I spent time in Chicago, y'all. <laughs> That's, we talked about that before. Background, here. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, like, I, I immediately... My mind went dirty when you asked what I would collect for needy. So, like, I thought yeah. of lube or, like, dildos or... Oh, collecting dildos. I wouldn't want to uh, touch them. What? Because, yeah. Because, like, they're used dildos. No, that's that's very true. Yeah. They're, like... 
that would be a little gross. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I like that. I think lube. Lube's a, a lube is an adequate good. thing. Yeah. Maybe like Instagram followers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's something that all sexy people want. They really know? want that. Yeah. It's really important. I wish I was like Instagram hot. Like I wish that I could just like be super uninteresting and post a photo of myself just with the caption like breakfast and get 7,000 likes. You know, I've been, I've been talking about that with, yes, I, I know that feeling. I've been talking about that with some friends lately about, especially in gay culture, about how um, damning that, that part of Instagram is because yeah. it's like, it's in a weird way, it's like reverse body shaming in that yeah. like they're posting this with no real worth. Like they're not, they're not giving us any content that's sort of, you know, Stimulating or, yeah. Yeah, and they're not even models, really. They're just Instagram models getting, like, sponsorship deals when, like, they're not working as models. Yeah. Like, they're, it's... I don't understand it. Maybe maybe I'm just old in my thinking. No, how... I think I think it's... It is, yeah. I, I completely understand It feels like saying. a false sense of professionalism. Yeah. Well, and it's know? just like I was talking to my friend Lewis, and we were saying how, like, yeah, it's like these people can post, like, like but let's say, like, someone really hot on Facebook posts a photo that's just, like, of the snow. Yeah. It'll And it's, like, not interesting. They're not saying anything. They're just, like, cold in Chicago today. And then it'll get, like, 173 likes. And I'm yeah. just, like, who are the people liking this? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, what are they doing liking this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't understand it at all. Um, I feel like Blanche, if she had an Instagram account, she would be one of those people that would, like, post sexy pictures and get lots of followers. Oh, for sure. You and Dorothy so? would be like sitting like us talking about it. Like I feel like, like Dorothy would be the big fat Jew. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Dorothy would be the big fat Jew on Instagram. Rose would be the cat lady. Yeah. She would have so many cat pictures. And misspellings. And, and misspellings like, and all of that. Yeah. 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 Oh. A lot of like LOLs. <laughs> <laughs> but with periods after each. <laughs> L period O yeah. period L period. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. So they're collecting lingerie for needy, sexy people. And um, uh, Stan says, yeah, they just said they blocked all roads and we could be trapped here for days. And Blanche, again, without missing a beat, screams, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just such a perfect, because she's so bad at being a nun. Yeah. Like she's not, yeah. she should not be a nun. No, it's uh, the last thing that she should be. It's the last thing she should be. So the next scene, they're all in the living room. It's late at night. They're, you know, they're trying to deal with this rainstorm. And the image, it's perfect. You have Blanche, Angelo, and Rose in that order on the couch. And they just look like a sordid Catholic bunch. Yeah. Of just like weirdos. Yep. You know? And Stan's pacing back and forth. And Blanche says something about something her being married. I forget I forget the line. Um, but then she says, uh, she tries to backtrack it. And she says, Rose says, Sister Blanche is quite an actress. Because she's trying to like not indicate that she was once married. Um, and then Stan says... She'd have to be a pretty good actress to convince anyone she's a virgin, <laughs> which, like, is really mean. Yeah. Especially coming from Stan, who, like, he's a guest. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you do, you do, you have not merited this. Stan. No. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. It's like Dorothy can say that. Yeah. But Stan can't. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, and it, although it, it got, it's, like, Rue McClanahan, I think, is uh, slightly underrated in her, because I feel like everyone loves B, B. Arthur's reaction shots. Yeah. Rue McClanahan is very good. Rue McClanahan's... Like, her reaction shot up to that line was very funny. Yeah, I remember, this is very much like Sex and the City in a way, too, where I, I remember watching the show when it was on the air and liking, of course, you know, like the main characters and then rewatching it later and realizing, oh my God, I like Samantha. And in a weird way, I'm ha I had the same thing with Blanche. Like, I really appreciate what Rue McClanahan did yeah. with this character. Um, so they all go to bed and, and Dorothy makes Stan sleep on the couch. But eventually, towards the end of the night, Angelo enters in the m middle of the night and says, I need you to sleep with your husband because it would make him feel 
you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be fighting. They should yeah. be sleeping in the same bed. Um, and he says, I'm begging you as a man of the cloth. And she says, now I know how Jessica Hahn felt, which is, there was some, like, 80s preacher, TV evangelical person who, like, had an affair with Jessica Hahn. Okay. So that's why that line got an applause yeah. line, which isn't so relevant today. Um, so Dor- they do it. They're in the same room. Dorothy makes him sleep on the floor. And he starts by saying, Dorothy, I know it's been a while, but try and control yourself. I need some rest. And she kicks him off. She literally kicks him, yeah. Yeah, she literally kicks him. Again, this line is like the kitchen in that the writing is so, so tight yeah. in this scene. Um, and and she, he's like, where am I supposed to sleep? And she says, on the floor like any dog, which is, <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> perfect. Um and and Stan's talking about how uh, women come up to him, and then she says again a perfect response right after they get the approval number on your Mastercard, <laughs> and then there's a beat and there's quiet and they go to bed and everything is like quiet and then Stan starts laughing yeah and again Dorothy has a killer line when she's she's literally her back is to the audience like yeah. there's or to the camera there's nothing happening and then Stan laughs quietly and then she says. Stanley, if you're doing what I think you're doing, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, not only did they fit in, they fit in a jerking off joke. Yeah, they did. In an 80s sitcom. Yeah. Which I don't think you could even do today. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so Stan and, and Dorothy reminisce, and he starts to sing to her, and and she he asks, like, am I turning you on? And she says, no. And then um, he says, you leave me no choice. I'll have to pull out the big gun. And then Dorothy, again, perfect line, says, you're wasting your time. I'm familiar with the big gun. <laughs> Whatever. So it's just so good. It I really love, is. I love the back and forth in this scene. Yeah. I can't. Ugh. I wish, like, in life, I wish I could have that with people. Yeah. That quickly. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, I feel like, okay, maybe you can help me with this. Sorry, yeah. I'm, like, getting slightly off topic. No, please, get off topic. When you mentioned working in a jerk-off joke, I feel like there is an episode of some show that, like, is centered around, like, it's like, on, oh my god, there's an episode of Seinfeld, where they all who see who can go the longest without, without masturbating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, yes. Yes. Okay, that yes. is it, yeah. True. Oh, I need to watch that episode. No, I remember yeah. when I saw that episode as a kid, uh, I had I didn't know what, what they were not doing. Like, I thought they were, like, not peeing, or, like, because yeah. I watched, I was, like, too young to understand. Yeah. Because um, they don't ever actually say masturbate. You know, they yeah. say, like, master of your domain and, like, things like that. Um, it's a great episode, though. I need to rewatch that. That's yeah. a good one. Um, so, so the Stan and Dorothy, they've been reminiscing about their first fight, and that's sort of where the song came from. Yeah. And Sophia runs in, and, and she says, I had a terrible nightmare. And Dorothy says, what? And she's like, this. this. <laughs> um, which is, again. Super funny. So funny. So, so funny. Um, so they all sleep in the same bed. Like, which is ridiculous to think about because Stan is huge. Huge. Dorothy is huge. And you have this little hobbit-looking woman in the middle of them stopping Stan from putting his junk in Dorothy. I purposely thought, I was like, that's got to be like a king-size bed. Like when they were all in it. Huge. It's got to be huge. In order to fit all three. Yeah. And it looked like they all had room, you know. Like, I have trouble fitting two people on my bed only because I like to spread out. Yeah. But like... That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, so next morning, Rose and Blanche are in the kitchen. They're back in their nun costume. Duh. Of course. Duh. Because why would they not be? Of course. Yeah. yeah why not? Um, and and Blanche is talking on the phone, and she says she's basically having like sex talk with someone. Yeah. Or she, yeah. She yeah. She's like, I feel like a caged animal too, and she's just doing this. And then Angela walks in and overhears her sex talk, um, and then she. <laughs> She sees him and she's like, "He's a leper. I'm the only one who will touch him." <laughs> I'm the only one who will touch him. 
<laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, so Rose stupidly suggests that uh, that oh no. So so Angela brings up that they've been married forty years, mm-hmm. and Dorothy acts surprised. She's like, "Oh, has it been forty? Is today the day? Has it been forty years? Forty years? Wow!" And then Rose says, "You guys should renew renew your vows. We have a priest here. This is perfect." And then she learns. In that. a rare moment of clarity for Rose. I yeah. think Rose says it and then she's like, that was the dumbest suggestion There's I've ever had. There's been two moments like that in this episode where Rose was like smart and picked up on what was up. So like in that moment, she picked up on that she was being dumb. And also when Angelo saw her in a nun outfit, and she was like, Rose was Rose. like, I'm Sister Rose. Yeah. Like she just went with it yeah, immediately. For so sure. like Rose drank her. On the money. This yeah, yeah. She ate her Wheaties that morning or something. Um, so they, uh, they, they suggest to renew their marriage vows. Dorothy's like, and Stan goes with it. Stan says, yes, I yeah. think we should. I think this is a great idea. Dorothy drags him into the kitchen being like, or to the living room being like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah. I am not going to renew. And he, I think that was the line. That was the line, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear fuck, Dorothy say, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> um, so, so Stan basically says it's been fun. It's been fun being married to you again for this brief time. And, in a weird way, you can tell she's kind of agreeing with him, that there's been something special that they've had between yeah. the two of them. And uh, and just when she's about to jump in, just when she's about to say, yeah, let's let's do this, um, Angelo walks in and says, I'm not a priest. <laughs> and he goes he goes into a Sophia-type story where, she says, where he says, picture it, Sicily, 1914. And basically he describes when he was leaving his house... To go, um, to go to the priesthood, to join yeah. the priesthood, and to, like he had papers or whatever you do to join the priesthood, and um, yeah, he made some reference to like his pre- like his priest application or yeah. something, and I was just like, oh, That's what? Weird. Like, yeah, is that uh, how it works? I mean, is that how you like? Do you just apply? I have, I have no idea. Are you Catholic? Yeah. No, no. Okay, yeah. I assume all redheads are Catholic. For yeah, some no, reason. I'm not getting no, no, no. Yeah, no. He he had some piece of paper anyway. He stops off to have a drink at a bar, and he sees this woman. This woman, she is beautiful, and he describes her in like it's like he's about to jerk off. Yeah, and her and, butt, her butt. Well, and then so that's what he says. So basically, he's like getting up to the point. He has this huge, huge story. He keeps going and going, and going, and then he pauses in a moment of clarity and says, "I'm a butt man," which <laughs> I thought was like great, perfect. Yeah. So we learn he's been lying to his family for seventy-two years. Yeah. 72 years. That's a good lie. Like, how do you... About being a priest. Yeah. Like, you, you think your family would visit you. Yeah, that's... I bet he lived an exhausting 72 years. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he lived that long, because I feel like the anxiety would have yeah. killed you. Yeah. Wow. 72 years. I What's... I mean, what's the longest time you've kept a secret? Longest time I've kept a secret... Uh, like an important one. Um, when I was in finals talk for Big Brother, that was like three and a half months that I like didn't tell anyone. Oh wow! And I like was good about it. Like there was one period where I flew to LA for a week for finals casting, and literally like it was kind of exciting. Like no one knew. I mean, I t- I made up a lie and like said that I was like visiting friends, but no one knew what I was like actually doing. Interesting. You know? Yeah, because they like instill the fear. Like they, like they're very strict yeah. about it. You may not tell anyone. Yeah. That's crazy. We need to talk about Big Brother after we're done with this. So, um, so Dorothy fesses up as well. Dorothy says, we're not married. And Angelo, and Stan says, I'm sorry to disappoint you. And Angelo says, no, I'm thrilled. I never liked you in the first place. He's a schmuck. Or like, a I, schmuck. Like, I think he calls him, like, right? Like, yeah. that schmuck is just the perfect word for Which Stan. is perfect coming from a priest. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then Rose says, we're not nuns. And then Blanche says, 
we're gorgeous private citizens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. I think, oh my God, I think we didn't mention what I thought was maybe the funniest part of the whole episode. Yeah. When Dorothy comes in after it's raining and she's like, uh, it's really coming down. And Rose is like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> And then what does Dorothy say? Uh, oh, she's like, uh, the sign. She's like, uh, the sign over at, like, the casino at LA. You know what I'm saying? She, like, she references, like, some sign falling off of a casino, which I think is, like, the perfect Dorothy response. Yeah. Like, she gives yeah. her one of her reaction shots. And then, well, like, and, you know, Rose deserves it. Like, oh, yeah. In this moment. Rose totally deserves it. And we, we learn how, like, like, Rose had moments of clarity throughout yeah. this episode. This and was a Rose moment. At the yeah. end, she's like, it's still windy outside. I'm going to go and see if I can catch wind. <laughs> can catch and she's wind. in her nun outfit. And then Blanche also leaves to go have sex with Walter yeah. in her nun outfit as well. And Stan leaves. He's getting in the process of leaving and they go this back and forth sort of being like, you were kidding, right? About that marrying thing. But you know that they weren't. They were really... Yeah. There was a lot not being said in this moment. And what I thought was interesting, which you don't hear in a lot of episodes, you have like the transition music that always plays. Yeah. And, but there was... Um, a a like Gershwin song that was playing in the background, which referenced when they when he was singing to her yeah. in the bedroom, uh-huh. um, and 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 then Sophia comes out and Stan won't take his her money because he's like this one's on the house, which again shows, I mean how sweet it is that they actually do kind of love each other, yeah. even though Stan's a total dick. It's yeah. like there's still a lot of love there. Totally, it's a lot of love, and um, and Sophia says something, and then she was like. How'd he get you? And then, and then she's, he's, she says Gershwin. Dorothy says Gershwin. And then Sophia says, Gershwin confused a lot of people. And, it's, and, that's, and that's the end of the, the episode. Last line, yeah. And we, we are left on a very poignant shot of Dorothy just sitting there, just very silently, just sort of thinking about Stan. It which, was like a weird somber end. I yes, think it's not normally like that. Very somber. Very, very somber, which I, uh, I, was, I liked. I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was fitting for yeah. this episode. Because yeah. like, this episode was so funny. So to end on that kind yeah. of somber moment. I feel like, was, but I feel like that, that type of moment is typically like right in the middle of the episode. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I feel like it's rare to get something like that at the end. Which, again, speaks to the writing yeah. of the Golden Girls. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. Wow. Good episode, I think. It was. Good episode. Yeah, agreed. So before we get to our golden takeaway, which is what we do at the end of every podcast, and I'll explain what that is, I do want to ask you about Big Brother. What was that process okay. like for you? Like, what was, what, uh, tell us about Big Brother. Uh, it was it was simultaneously um, the coolest thing I've ever done and just the worst, most stressful thing ever. Like, yeah. So basically, uh, my thing while I was on the show was that, like, everyone trusted me and, like, liked me a lot. Yeah. And, I like, I feel like I was, like, an information broker. Like, people would... I knew everything that was going on. Yeah. And I just needed to, like, pick and choose who I told certain things to and, like, where I, like, where I, like, actually put my loyalty, things like that. Yeah. But I feel like playing a game like that, you're, you feel like you're juggling 300 plates. Like, you know what I'm saying? At one yeah. time. And it's like, if one falls, you're totally fucked. Yeah. And so, uh, but it worked. No, but uh, it was, like... The, uh, so when you said you kept secrets or you kept like everyone's information, then did you use that in the process of winning? Like you, you strategically oh, yeah, thought yeah. like, so, like someone would wow. be like, someone would come to me and be like, I want to get this person out. And then like, I would either hold that information or I would like go tell the other person like, Oh, this person came to me and like wants to get you out, you know? Interesting. Um, and weirdly no one ever compared notes on me and I like went undetected. <laughs> Why do you think they did? What do you think it was about you? I that... was notorious for being like everywhere at all times. Like I feel like I always had my like tabs on everybody. And so I would never like, if I like two people that worried me were alone, I would like go and hang out with them or like, you know, interesting. Um, but yeah, it was like, it's a, it's a ludicrous, ridiculous show, but like it had been my favorite show for like. 12 years before I was on it. And so yeah. it was like an actual dream come true to win it. So it yeah. was very cool. But it was very, very stressful. Do you keep in touch um, with some of the cast? Yeah, I keep in touch yeah. with mostly all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all share. It's such a weird experience together. There are a few that I don't like. 
Yeah. Um, but, like, for the most part, I keep in touch with, like, a good chunk of them. Wow. I mean, uh, some of them were more butthurt than other ones after the show, and yeah. I feel like it's been two years now, and so, like, like get, get the over, over it. Yeah. yeah. And how much did you win? $500,000. Wow. Yeah. So what have you done with it? Uh, what have I done with it? Um, <laughs> Tell me I, you bought something awesome. I went to Australia. Oh, like, nice. right after winning. I feel like I'm more of a, like, experiences person than things, and yeah. so I wanted to travel. So I went to Australia. Uh, I went, I just, like, went and visited a lot of friends in the United States, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like, did a, did a lot of traveling, and then my biggest thing that I did, uh, I spent $15,000 on reconstructive surgery. Oh. Uh, I, like, ha- I used to be very overweight. Oh. And Me I too. Lost, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and congrats to us. Yay! Uh, High five yeah. Uh, but I, uh, so I lost it all pretty quickly yeah. and I had loose skin. skin. Yeah. And so and I was like, it was like frustrating cause I was like, I did all this work and like I lost f- fucking like 80 pounds and you. now I like, I'm still not comfortable without my shirt on. And so I feel like I had, uh, a procedure done on my chest and on my stomach to remove the excess skin. And like, since it's like, uh, uh, considered like reconstructive surgery, it's like non, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, not covered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, none of it was covered by insurance. So it was all just wow. like, in my pocket. That's amazing, though. Good for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I had, speaking of, of loose skin, uh, when I lost a lot of weight, I didn't have a lot of loose skin. Yeah. And I, I, I lost it slowly, so it was... Yeah, see, know. I lost it. And that's what my doctor was saying. Like, if yeah. you lose it, if you're like... I had, like, both bad things going for me where I was overweight for a long time, and then I lost it quick. And yeah. it's just like, that, like, will result in... Yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't have that, so I only had a little bit. But I, um, I learned when I lost all the weight that my roommate in New York at the time thought for the four years we lived together that I was a male to female um, transgender Shut person. Shut up! Yeah, because... Uh, so when I, when I was moving out of the apartment, I, that's when I had lost all the weight, and he comes up to me and... He's talking to me, and I think he's talking about my weight loss, you know. And he's obviously talking about getting a sex change. And he says... Oh, my God. Um, he says... Or gender reassignment, reassignment yeah. surgery. And he says... Um, so, I mean, do you find it, like, weird that you lost your chest? Like, is that a problem for you? I'm like, well, no, I mean, it just kind of happened when you lost the weight. Like, no big deal. And then finally, after a series of questions, he says, um, well, are you going to get the surgery? And I told him exactly what my doctor told me. Like, yeah. verbatim. Thinking... We're talking about loose skin. Oh, my God. And I say, well, no, because I, you know, I mean, I'm young, and so my doctor said that because of the way it happened, that I, it could happen naturally for me. Yeah. And he is livid at this point, because he's, of course, talking about a vagina, yeah. and I'm talking about loose skin, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's a, and then ridiculous. finally, he's like, you can't grow a vagina, and I'm like, Whoa. and apparently he thought that... I cried watching Boys Don't Cry when we first moved in together, and okay. he read that as like, a, "Oh, this must Who mean that cry Scott." Watching Boys Don't Thank cry. you. Everyone cries. Thank you. That. Yeah. But he assumed that I was trans. Oh my god! That. I know, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. There's a motorcycle passing. I can hear it in the headphones. Really yeah. Loudly. Um. So okay, golden takeaway. This is the final moment. So at the end of every podcast, we do a golden takeaway. It's a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. I'll start so you have an example. Um. My golden takeaway. From this episode. I have two, actually. One is, just to be honest. Life is too short to live in a lie. Like, just to be honest with yourself, who you are, and your loved ones around you. It's ironic that I'm the guest for today, because I feel like my thing when I was on Stupid Big Brother was that I was, like, notorious for being a liar. Like, the American public was not into me, because I was, like, a big-time liar. Maybe this is, like, a therapeutic thing. For Big Brother listeners realize that, well, you did that to survive. Yeah, exactly. So oh, in a yeah. weird way, you were telling, that was your truth. That was my truth, yeah. Yeah. So, tell the truth. My second thing, which I don't think applies to you, is, I need to learn how to make lasagna. 
Yeah. I've never made lasagna. I can make a mean lasagna. Actually. You can? Yeah, I know how I to make can. lasagna. That's funny because you don't cook, and I do cook, yeah. and I've never made a lasagna. Look at us. Look at okay. us. Okay. This is like a thing we have today. Yeah. Okay, so what's your golden takeaway? Um, my golden takeaway is, and it, it, like about life, like just like my anything. life. Anything. Okay. It literally can be anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I would say it is like just to deep down, like sure you can like have your icy exterior, like like jab yeah. with people, but like just be kind. I feel like yeah. like Stan at the end is is kind so to kind. has like a moment of kindness towards Dorothy. Yeah. And it's a very sweet, you know, I mean for two people that are quite volatile towards each other for most of the episode. And most like of the very, series. Yeah, most of the series. Yeah. It's a very sweet little moment. Yeah. You know? It was sweet. I love that. Oh, this was so much fun. Yeah, thank you for so having where me. Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, just at Andy Heron is my mm-hmm. handle. Um, and yeah, like awesome. I don't have a YouTube or anything. You but. guys should follow him because it's so great and so funny. And if you're in Chicago, keep an eye. You live in Chicago, I right? do. I'll, yeah. I'm like kind of thinking I might move. Oh, so. you might move here? Here or New York. Like I'm ready oh, for the change. Oh yeah, make yeah. that change. I know. Well, see him in Chicago while you can. Yeah, right? Get it, people. <laughs> uh, and I'm H. Allen Scott. You can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And this has been Out on the Lanai. Um, you guys can go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Podcast, and join all the fun that's happening there and you can also um, of course go to analanai.com and then please you know we are, we're we're on the headgum network so check out those other podcasts and also we are hosted by Spreakers you guys thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it and thank you guys for listening stay golden shine when I stand by the miles That was a HeadGum Podcast.